0: happy friday drag lovers this week's guest is dylan brighton aka poison we chat about the soothing qualities of water the art of selecting music for drag performances the climate of drag right now and so much more dylan is professional well-spoken and well-prepared but with a punk rock vibe on with the show Oh, I should say I'm fighting a bit of a cold. I have a mountain of Ricola and some tea, but if I cough at you, I I apologize. Okay, so welcome, Dylan Brighton, a.k.a. Poison, to Sarnia Famous. I am so glad that we could make time for each other. We had a little bit of trouble scheduling. Uh, Life is busy, but here we are. So, yay! Um... To break the ice, a friend of the show gifted me this little game. It's called Which One? And essentially, I'm going to give you two options. You're going to choose which you would prefer of the two. And they're awful. They're awful choices. And, uh, and explain why you would prefer one over the other. Um, so sure. first first question, and you don't have to explain why you would prefer one or the other, but first question is red or blue? Definitely blue. Blue. Okay. So, would you rather, which one would you prefer, oh, stick your hand in a box of slugs or jump into a pool of slime?
1: Oh, pool of slime.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Sometimes they're hard. This one, not so hard. Actually, think.
1: A hand in it, it's just like no. Oh, no, but thank like, you. But like I used to do swimming, so I'm like the slime. At least I can be in and out of that really quick.
0: Fair enough. I was actually thinking like that might be kind of fun—a little pool of slime. At the
1: same time you might enjoy <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> Love it. That's actually one of the the better ones that I've that I've uh, given to people. There's been some, and I look up from reading the card, and the guest is like. Oh, horrified and appalled. It's like, I'm sorry, it's just meant to break the ice. I don't know what, what to tell you. Um, but yeah, so um, I have to fangirl for just a moment. I got to see you perform uh, for Witch Perfect and it, you had that fabulous mane of red hair. It was <laughs> glorious. And my girlfriend was with me and she also has a mane of fabulous red hair. Um, What's that uh, Disney movie, like Brave? And the character just has this huge red hair and she loves her hair. It's like just a crowning glory. (laughs) And you were kind of flopping around fighting with this wig and also being terrifying. And she looked at me and she was like, Oh my God, we have the same hair. (laughs) It was so cute. But that was, it was such a great performance. And, such a great show overall. And I was really excited to ask you about that whole experience.
1: Oh, thank you. Honestly, like that whole experience was just like, it was so over the moon, mm-hmm. like Halloween and like the month of October is very much like my element. Mm-hmm. If there was a month I should have been born in, it should have been October. <laughs> Little came a couple months later than that, but um I, like, always just find it's just, it's a great experience. It's a way that you're able to take the elements of, like, the things that you love in your everyday life that you maybe not get to express and just do it in a fun, creative way, and so that show really gave me the opportunity to sit there and be, like, what are we going to do that's going to be one entertain for everyone but something that you are truly going to enjoy doing the whole entire time.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. So so what is it about Halloween is it the dressing up or the spooky stuff or kind of all of that?
1: It's a little bit of everything. Like I I grew up on horror movies since I was a little kid.
0: Okay.
1: I I think the First horror movie I ever saw was Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. When I was like three years old,
0: I oh, was so
1: little. <laughs> I oh. I was a kid who was all about the horror movies, and it was just so interesting to see the different concepts mm. and creations that people can come up with. That there isn't really a specific like stance of one thing that you have to be. You can really be bits and pieces of everything.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Um what would you say then is your favorite horror movie? Ooh. Oh, or maybe top 3, maybe that's too tough to pick.
1: See, I am very much I love classic horrors Ooh. and original horror. So like my all-time favorites, I would definitely say Nightmare on Elm Street is one of them. Psycho and Ooh. The original Black Christmas.
0: Oh. Oh, that's a good array, like a good assortment of different... Hmm, I enjoy that. I actually um, am kind of a wimp. I'm I'm not the best at watching the scary movies, except for the month of October. For some reason, I am willing to forego sleep and enjoy those movies, and I feel like I have to watch them at night, preferably by myself so i can fully get that terrifying like even thinking about it the hair on my <laughs> arms is starting to stand up cuz i'm like ooh so spooky <laughs> um but yeah okay that's awesome so do you often in your drag then try to incorporate that element or is that just that was catered to that particular performance
1: i always try to have little bits of the spooky elements Um, More so, it's the alternative aspect of Mm. the concepts that I really try to focus on. And the crazy thing is truly, like, there isn't a set in stone of one thing that you have to do, especially with alternative drag. Like, it's all about really breaking the bind, like, breaking the walls, going out of the box, and showing people that you can do the unthinkable. Mm.
0: I love that. Um, So what's your, your drag origin story? How did you, how did you fall into it or find it?
1: Um, So (laughs) I was going to all age drag shows when Mm -hmm. I was, I want to say maybe like 15, 16 area. I've always loved the appreciation of appreciation of the art and the transformation. Mm -hmm. And eventually I came across a couple of local performers back in London And they really just opened up my eyes that, oh, I can do this no matter what anyone says, whether it be the fact of your body size, your Mm. gender, your orientation. And one night I just sat there and I was like, I'm gonna do it. And then ironically, I got food poisoning.
0: (gasps) no way.
1: Which is where the name poison comes
0: from. That was actually going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you. So I guess you take the signs from the universe, like, all right. I, I guess. I
1: sure did. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do drag, got the food poisoning, and it was okay. Well, poison. This is pretty suiting. It very much was with the concepts and the aesthetic that I was wanting to go with, mm-hmm. and just the irony. I was like, yep, the universe is telling me this is absolutely this is who I am
0: would be nice not to have gotten food poisoning, but hey, you know, you <laughs> made uh, lemonade out of those lemons for sure.
1: Exactly.
0: So um this is more of a, a selfish line of questioning, and I hope you'll indulge me. Um, are, you, are you a RuPaul fan?
1: Ooh, I like Ooh. RuPaul themselves,
0: or... Or the show, I think, the, ooh, just by the look on your face, I am very intrigued. How about both?
1: So I I personally do love the show. Mm-hmm. I find that it's starting to show a little bit more dynamics, but mm-hmm. there's definitely a long way to go. Um, one thing that I think everyone in the world, and I've always wanted to see it, is striking King's.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and drag things being represented on Drag Race. And I think that's one thing that they're very much lacking on. And I think a big part of that can stem from the main host Mm -hmm. and their own personal views and backlashes that they may have experienced in the past and showing bias. So as much as I love the show, the person... It, it can be iffy sometimes.
0: hmm hmm That's a really good way of putting that. Now we're getting to the selfish part of this. This is one of my favorite questions to ask people. So if there was a house that you would fall into, uh, a lineage of queens that has been on drag race, what would that be? Or maybe a couple Ooh. different ones. If it's time the facial expression. Oh, that
1: is a good question. That is for sure. <laughs> oh that's a hard one
0: i how about this i'll go first so uh i love uh bianca del rio because if i could have that sharp tongue i would be very happy (laughs) yeah um but i also like oh my god her name has escaped me pineapple dress white streak
1: Oh, Manella Luzon. Thank
0: you. Oh my god, she's like one of my favorites, and the, the name completely left me. But I love uh, her kind of quirky, but very glamorous style. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would, I would fall.
1: Well, I would honestly say, like, if it's more so a specific person, I mm. would... I personally connect with Adore, Adore mm-hmm. Delano very mm-hmm. well with, like, the punk rock aesthetic and the determination and just wanting to go out there and give it your all. Mm-hmm. But if it was, like, a full house lineage with multiple people, mm-hmm. um, I think the iconic House of Avalon, mm-hmm. um, including Chi Good and our season 13 winner, Simone, mm-hmm. um, Their whole entire house is very conceptual. They all are just there for one another. They stand for wanting to grow and encourage one another to be the best that they can. And I very much align with that with my own personal drag family that I have. And I just feel like they stand for very similar things.
0: What an excellent answer. I love that. Um, I hadn't thought of, like, the actual lineage piece. I feel like I need to do some research on my... My answer now. That's a, such an excellent answer. So do you think you would ever try out, or perhaps you already have tried out for for Drag Race? Oh, 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 maybe. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So um, we might have to do a follow-up episode and discuss that when we can. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, shoot, now I really want to know, but okay, I'll try to... Uh, Push past it. Let's see. Let's look at my notes to distract myself. Oh, um, swimming. You mentioned swimming very, very briefly at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yeah. Um, so when I was, I want to say probably about 10, 11 area, um, I used to do competitive swimming cock in London. Wow. It was just, it was a way that myself as a kid who was, a bit bigger in size, was able to get out and stay active. And I ended up just realizing that actually using it to my advantage kind of gave me a little bit more speed. So I really enjoyed swimming. The water was just, it was very therapeutic and relaxing. And it was just something I always enjoyed. Trying to get me out of the water was impossible. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd be in the water from 8 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night. Like, mm-hmm. I would not want to get out. I would not want to take a break. And it was also something that just very much helped with weight loss as well.
0: Mm-hmm. As a curvy girl myself, I can relate to that profusely. And I, even just seeing a body of water, I feel mm-hmm. very soothed and feel very lucky that uh, Sarnia is close by. Are you, are you living in Sarnia?
1: Yep, I'm uh, out in Brights Grove.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. The water is oh, close yeah. by. I actually am originally from Alberta, where okay. there's like there's some water, but it's hidden in the snow and the mountains, which isn't really my jam. So yeah. it's much nicer to be here in the sunshine where the beaches are. Okay, what else can we talk about? um what is okay I just thought of like five questions and I'm trying to decide which one to ask you um if there was an ideal drag outfit that you with unlimited funds could have made or make yourself what would that look like
1: so I actually have a concept already (laughs) um essentially so when I'm in drag I can get a To pretty close to seven feet tall.
0: Holy, oh my god! I just spat my tea on myself. That okay? That's awesome.
1: The outfit in which I would want to construct would be it's about ten feet tall. Holy Christmas! Um, and it would be about this point. It would be about five to six feet wide.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: But essentially, it would be like a whole entire gateway to the underworld.
0: Wow. Okay. Let's go in a little more detail. Like what what kind of materials would you be using to, to construct this or have Everything. it constru- yeah.
1: <laughs> uh You would have to be using a lot of like chicken wire. Um, surprisingly, cardboard helps a lot. Foam. Huh. Depending on the material in which you want like. I, using, I love using unconventional things. So, like, burlap would Ooh. be one of the things. But essentially, it would be creating, like, a giant gate where I would be one of the souls coming oh, through the gate wow. with a bunch of different souls as well.
0: Oh, my gosh. That sounds cool. Oh, that sounds really cool. So, do you often make your own drag outfits?
1: I have. I... It takes a lot of work. So I personally like uh, getting assistance or reaching out to people, but I'm starting to focus a little bit more on creating my own structures. It's just financially, it's easier. And also when you're the artist who's putting all the detail in, you're able to make sure that it has every exact detail Mm -hmm. you want.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Like uh, I can imagine having big ideas And uh, I certainly have a small budget in general, so that would be limiting. But wow, that sounds really cool. Okay, so then what would the the soundtrack to that outfit be?
1: I would probably try and do a very similar aesthetic to... um, What theme song is it? It would be like a mixture of the Freddy Krueger theme song, like the one to Freddy's Coming For You, (laughs) more so like the instrumental, Mm -hmm. but then also having the suspense of the theme from like Halloween.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I can picture that. And um, are there specific songs while in that costume that you would want to perform while doing drag?
1: Not at this moment. At That's this moment. one that I definitely would have to sit there and think about. Absolutely,
0: there's
1: there's a lot of obviously amazing songs, mm-hmm. and it's hard to pick just one. So I almost feel like a concept like that, I would end up wanting like three or four songs sure. joined together. For sure,
0: for sure. So typically, though, when you're um, creating a performance, how do you go about picking music?
1: Um, it really depends on the, th- like if the show has a theme. Mm -hmm. Um, we try to cater to that, especially if, like, it's an all-age show, you want to pick music that's catered more to the younger crowd, obviously doesn't have certain underlying messages, Mm -hmm. certain profanities, um, just profanities in general. So, like, if you're doing, like, a younger show, we would do, like, Disney music. Mm -hmm. If we're doing something that's 19 plus, we'll try and kind of cater to age group. So, like, if we know there's going to be a giant group of individuals who are between the ages of 30 and 40, then we kind of can range around that. And also, a lot of performers, we just will mention to each other ideas of the songs that we are planning on doing so that we're able to socialize with one another and communicate to make sure we're not doing the same same songs. Yeah but we're also able to recommend one another to mm. songs that we think might work well with each other.
0: Oh, I never thought of that. I, I was just thinking about like selfishly um, the songs that uh, I would like to perform, not thinking about, you know, there are a lot more um, elements to it, like catering to the audience that are going to be there. That kind of seems important now that you've mm-hmm. mentioned it, making sure that they actually enjoy themselves and enjoy the music so how long, and perhaps this is too personal, but how long do you take to get ready in drag? And what does that kind of look like for you?
1: Uh, it does not take me long. Oh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one thing that surprises people a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know people who, and timing, it all comes from experience. It comes mm-hmm. from what you're doing with your makeup. So everyone's timing ranges. Like when I first started, it would take me four hours to do the most simplest look and get my whole entire outfit on where there could be someone who would be doing something super extravagant, very detailed, like graphic liner. They could get it done in like two hours. Now I can get my full face, in body and everything within an hour and a half.
0: Stop it. That does not seem like very much time. I can barely do that to get ready to go to work. Never mind for a stage performance. That's impressive. And do you have kind of like a, a self care regime that goes along with getting ready, or maybe it's more when you're done the show and de dragging. <laughs>
1: um, always prior to when getting ready, play some music that you personally vibe with, because. Mm. If you're in that mindset and you're in the good energy and you're hype and you're just wanting to go, it just, it helps you flow so much easier. Um, I also used to light a candle. Cherry Merlot candles while you're doing your makeup is so relaxing.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Sure. I'm writing that down.
1: (laughs) You finish your show, you come home, take the makeup off. I'll sometimes do, like, a a face mask or, like, a mud mask just to really clear, like, cleanse all the makeup off, do some moisturizer, and then you just sit back and relax.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. What's an example? Get McDonald's
1: after sometimes. Say that
0: again?
1: (laughs) Go get McDonald's afterwards sometimes. Um,
0: Yes, please. Especially you're working your butt off on stage. It's time for some nuggets. My goodness. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: Um, so what's an example of a song that, like, gets you ready to go out on stage, gets you feeling that vibe and ready to entertain?
1: Elton John's I'm Still Standing.
0: Yes! That is an excellent one. Any other ones that stand out?
1: Um, trying to think of, like, a couple of the other ones. See, I listen to a wide variety of music, so, like... Mm. That would be one that's more so, like, motivational. Mm-hmm. Then I'll sit there and I'll listen to, like, Can You Feel My Heart by Bring Me the Horizon, which mm-hmm. is very heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's – it kind of just ranges. I just – anything that really just helps you kind of focus.
0: hmm mm-hmm. that, that I'm still standing. Yeah. That's a good one. But it is – like what you said about what you're vibing with that day – It really does depend. I'm a music lover, too. It it depends on the day and what I feel like I need to get to. I mean, I don't perform on stage, but I mean, like, Mm -hmm. even just to go to the grocery store, sometimes I need a little musical encouragement. So,
1: yeah, it's almost like the best way, like, I now kind of explain it or like with trying to like the music kind of helps with the motivation Um, ever since the latest season of Stranger Things came out. The iconic scene when the one character goes to the upside down and they play music for them to bring oh, yeah. them back to reality. Oh, yeah. It's almost like that where if you play that song that you're so focused on that you love, it helps you focus and mm. just stay back on track.
0: Bring you back to to what you're trying to achieve. That's a really good example. So you're, are you a stranger things oh yeah (laughs) we had
1: that oh yeah this season this next season needs to come out quick
0: I loved I I love it um the newest season or the one that just came out uh that like the first episode I was terrified I was like holy doodle like they they kicked it up for sure for that it was so scary it was so so good uh, so I'm a curious person and I'm just noticing kind of some hockey stuff in the background there. Are you a, a hockey fan? <laughs>
1: I am not. Oh. <laughs> um, it's actually my fiance's dad's. Oh. Um, their hockey stuff, so. Okay.
0: Fair enough. That's me being sneaky and not minding my own business and that, but it was worth it to see your little face when you giggled there. Okay. So we won't go down that road. Um, let's see. Uh, well, maybe this is the right point in the show. Um, so I usually toward the end like to give the guest an opportunity to talk about something that's important to them close to their heart. Maybe it's a charity or um, an Etsy page or maybe in your case you want to talk about a particular show that's coming up. But yeah, or it could be a soapbox moment. Maybe there's something that's going on in the world that's really bugging you and you want – a platform, an opportunity to talk about it, this is that time.
1: Perfect. Well, (laughs) obviously through social media the last little while, there's been a lot of crazy things that are happening within the states with having drag bans and just disgusting legislations that are literally banning transitioning and forcing individuals having to revert and detransition. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we have sat there to fight to get these rights for so many years and to think that everything is starting to go back is just baffling. Mm-hmm. And to think now like, I never thought we would get to this point and it's now coming and it's affecting us in Canada Like, especially, I know in London, Ontario especially, the drag scene there is, like, it's falling apart. It's under attack. Mm -hmm. We have venues that have pushed us out of our own spaces. Wow. We're canceling shows because of protesters, or that they're also aligning with the disgusting things that are being said about the queer community and the drag community, and... And they're just creating unsafe spaces. And I think one thing that we all need to do is we all just have to band together as individuals and as a community to help create safer spaces, especially not only for ourselves, but especially for our young youth. Yes. Because our youth are the ones that are going to help continue to build and pave the way for us, for our future, as much as we've paved a way for them. They're the ones that are going to continue those actions. And right now I feel like our world is failing at that. And it's something that we all really have to step up and not only the people, but venues as well, venues that are agreeing with the disgusting things that are happening and caving into the militia. They're, they're showing that they're letting the, the bad people win
0: well said it is a scary world right now and you're right like we why in this like we're we're in the 2020s like what is going on and we're going back so much further it's a scary time thank you for for bringing that up and for being so eloquent in your phrasing of it um Thank you. This was this was lovely. It was nice to just sit down with you and get to know you a little bit better. I just realized, are you wearing a poison shirt?
1: I sure am. I
0: love it. Oh that's fantastic. A little like it
1: is is like one of the softest sweaters I've ever owned. Me you'll never like if I'm not in this one, I'm in my other one.
0: Okay. So are you selling these shirts or is this just something that you made for yourself?
1: Nope merch is all available um i have all my links on my social media and it's through a wonderful supplier called drag merch um they're based in london and they honestly are so wonderful they support all of the local performers not only in ontario but throughout all of canada and they make sure that we are shown that our merch is being shown and that we're getting the love and support that we deserve
0: and it's super soft, lovely quality at the same time. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Well, that's that's a wrap, I guess. Thank you again for making the time for me today.
1: No worries. Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Okay. Well, enjoy your day, and uh, hopefully we'll chat again sometime soon. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, kids. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Our next guest is Sean Frazier. See you then.